When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Minnesota Vikings are pretty much the best team in North American team sports to never win a championship. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. This is Purple Daily's Before We Die. I'm Jesse Pierce, normally covering your Minnesota Wild. All in on the Vikings this year until they disappointed us once again. So it's going to be another early slash long off season. Uh, he's Thor Nystrom. He tried to convince us that this year was different. He was wrong. He's Ross Brendel. He also tried to convince us that this year was different. He was also wrong. Uh, we are going to put a wrap next week on our season one of Before We Die Again. First of all, thank you everybody for checking us out. Uh, a couple more points that we want to wrap up in today's episode. First, I'd like to start off with the Kay Adams uh, comments on the Minnesota Vikings, on the Minnesota Vikings, that they are easily the most tortured fan base in the entire history of all histories of all sports um you know i believe said it has been 46 years since they made it to a super bowl with this fan base i would rather be a bears fan if you're a bears fan you're riding through wild card weekend eating giordano's pizza you know what you're getting you're not competing the vikings they lure you in they get you excited and they find new ways to let you down and they have the most thrilling miracles And it never amounts to anything. I'm so sorry for Minnesota fans that you have to go through this again. Kay, she is just fantastic. She is absolutely correct. Guys, there's nobody out there like the Minnesota Vikings fan base. Am I wrong? Is Kay wrong? I think she nailed it on the head. One of us. One of us. (laughs) No, she she totally, it's it's totally true. It's not just that the Vikings are the most cursed NFL franchise. They're the most cursed franchise in all of American sports. The only NFL ones that you can put up with them, I think, is the Browns and the Bills. But I don't think the Browns and the Bills have a case against the Vikings. Like when you look against, you know, how long they've been around, the Super Bowls they've lost, the the ways that they've lost them. The Bills you can put up with, you know, in terms of the, the Super Bowls lost, but the, the winning percentage the Vikings have had and then the, the winning percentage in the regular season against the, the losing percentage in the playoffs it's just been heartbreak after heartbreak it's it's the right take by Kay Adams we're just talking NFL teams then Thor's correct that Cleveland and Buffalo also have a case perhaps Detroit has a case but are you really tortured if you're very seldomly ever in the mix I would also throw this out there I have said recently especially with the Cubs and the Red Sox winning World Series in recent memory This might not be tortured, but I'm not sure there's a worse run or more uh, non-existent franchise in all of professional sports. So the four major sports, and even if you want to include the MLS five to make it 
what, 150-ish teams. Guys, we got another one right here in town. The Minnesota Timberwolves. They've won two playoff series in 34 seasons, 33 seasons. They were in the same year. Mm -hmm. Think about that. So the Timberwolves, I would say that's torture. You also have botched draft picks from the Timberwolves. You have perhaps even the current Rudy Gobert trade. So to me, it's all how you define this. Yes, the Vikings are number one. I truly do believe that. But there are other teams close including one right down the road from the Minnesota Vikings in the the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are different though. It's a different type of torture, right? Like I think the thing that Kay, what she really hit on was like, they do, they lure you in this year's different. This time it's different. The Timberwolves. I'm always kind of like, meh, nah, not really. Maybe that's because I don't invest the only organization outside in other sports that I can think of. And imagine that I'm going to draw a hockey comparison, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now the Toronto Maple Leafs, had success once upon a time, but they struggle. Like they are constantly the past couple seasons, the best team in the NHL and somehow get swept in the first round by the eight seed or what have you. Like, it's just, you kind of feel for that, especially because in Toronto, naturally hockey is everything to them. So I would say that's the closest comparison, but yeah, you're right. There's really nobody else. Chicago Cubs would have been your other one, but they kind of swapped that when they won. So and uh, also where wrong. you're right, Jesse, just quickly to interject, a lot of what goes wrong with the Timberwolves is self-inflicted. They yes. do it to themselves. Oftentimes the Vikings do make a lot of correct decisions and it still ends up not working out. Exactly. You guys let us know what other tortured fan bases you guys can think of. Is there anything worse than being a Vikings fan? At the same time, there's nothing better than being a Vikings fan, right? You get to feel this sorrow, self-pity, self-loathing every single year. And I think that's good for you. That makes you hardened and stronger because of it. Right. Uh, Speaking of hardened and stronger, where everybody's hoping the Minnesota Vikings defense gets stronger next year. We talked about this in Monday's episode, you guys, and I want to recircle on it because Ed Dantel still with the Minnesota Vikings organization as defensive coordinator, as of this moment, 1155 AM Thursday, January, whatever day it is, because time doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, you know, we we touched on that. It's not necessarily wholly Ed Dontel's fault, right? You look at last year. I, I did a little little research, guys, a little, little digging. Mike Zimmer, his defense last year allowed 426 points, excuse me, in 2021. This year was 427 under Ed Dontel. So, again, it begs to point at the actual defensive players being a larger problem than the coaching. I'm just doubling down on that. As uh, Chip had mentioned, the Vikings defense is old, slow, and lacks dynamic playmakers in their prime. Ed Dontel is going to have to take the fall. No question. You need a goat to get out. And I'm not saying, you know, that it's right or it's wrong. But again, the defense needs to be corrected in addition to finding a new coordinator for a better defense. It's right. And it's it's Ed Donatel's fault. You know, like. <laughs> He, he, I mean, it just couldn't be the worst in the league, right? Like it had to be somewhere in the twenties and that, that wasn't too much to ask. And again, you know, like the, 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 the personnel thing and the scheme adjustments and quasi drafting, we can't, we're not going to say bus cause the jury's still up, but projects, right. That weren't going to contribute in year one, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like the, you have to give those caveats, but with, with the players that they had, it, a reasonable expectation was you still could have finished middle-ish of the pack to low 20s, somewhere in there, um, and to finish where they did. 
it, it just put a fork in the whole team um, and, and it prevented your, your odds of going deep in the playoffs. So it's, it's Donatel's fault. I've been standing outside us bank waiting for the purple smoke to come out to indicate that Ed Donatel is fired. <laughs> I, I watched the press conference yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Ed Donatel, he got the stay of execution, but I think he is on the purple mile right now. He is walking it. Uh, Ke- Kevin O'Connell in the press conference yesterday, he was asked point blank, is Ed Donatel your defensive coordinator next year? And Kevin O'Connell gave the most circuitous non-answer you could ever give. Like he, like he was clearly prepared to get that question, and he was clearly prepared to evade. He turned into Lamar Jackson for one question and talked about everything else except for is Ed Donatel going to be your defensive coordinator next week? The only times he was tangentially even touching on the the idea of the question was to say, we're still evaluating. We will get to that. And uh, I, I think what, what he's into, I, I think next week or the week after, I, I think you're going to see the axe drop on Mr. Donatel and it might be in the form of a retirement. Ross, before you go, I'm just going to let everybody know that I will be putting together a book of all of Thor's phrases, comparisons, <laughs> uh, a dictionary of sorts, because I think we need to do that. Because in, what what was the word that you just used? Tangentially. Tangentially? Like, I'm a writer, for God's sakes, and I can't. Wow. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's all I needed to say. So be on the lookout for that. That should be available on Amazon to all of our uh, Purple Daily Before We Die audience soon. All I was going to add, Jesse, is literally what you just said. I had a bit of a reply and a retort, but I was lost at tangentially. (laughs) Other than the only other thing that I can add is I'm amazed that when coaches across all professions go to press conferences and they know they're going to get questions like Thor talked about, whether it's personnel related, coaching related, front office related, I'm always amazed by two things. Help that guy out by making the decision before you send him to the wolves or B come up with a better answer than dancing around the question. And this happens. It's not just a KOC thing. This happens in all sports across all walks multiple times a year. And I'm always amazed at how this always happens. There is a coach also in the Twin Cities. I won't name which one, but I'm sure you guys could guess who I swear. Sometimes we watch completely different games. Like I'm like, that's, that's not at all what I saw at all, but you would have thought they played the best 60 minutes of their lives. Anyway, uh, moving on to our next counterpoint again, as things continue to roll out as the Minnesota Vikings start to close the book on this season, uh, everybody looking at the players that are likely not to be with the Minnesota Vikings next year and ones that are very questionable. One of those being Mr. Adam Thielen, who happens to be from Minnesota here. He actually played college football oh. here. In Minnesota, I don't know if you guys had heard that, but just so you know. Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating what, stuff. What round in the draft did he go, or was he on? I undrafted? don't think he was drafted. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Wild stuff. Wow. What a what a turn of fate here for the Minnesota faithful. Uh, no, but Adam Thielen, uh, quote, wants to feel like a valued receiver. This year, only 36 people caught more passes than him in 2022, including Justin Jefferson, who led the league with 128. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had 86 for the Lions and the Vikings combined. Uh, obviously, people are reading between the lines on his wife's Instagram posts, on his co- on her comments. What do you guys make of the whole thing? I have my own opinion on social media and the pot that it can stir. What do you guys make on Thielen? Do you want him back, first of all? And second of all, are you reading into what his wife is saying behind the scenes is going on? Adam Thielen is totally right. 
And there's something that I can do, I think, to help. The flux capacitor, I am working on it and we're going to make it, we're going to put it in the DeLorean. We're going to go back five years ago to when he was an impact receiver. Adam, it's over, man. You're not that guy anymore. You can't beat single coverage, pal, on the outs. You just can't. You, you had all, all season to do it. They were doubling Jefferson the entire season. You were in the most advantageous situation of any receiver in football. And after the season's done, you have the temerity to complain about your situation. Unbelievable. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, the, like before I was on the fence about what to do here, mostly because of the dead cap hit that you're going to incur by, by, by moving on from Thielen. I'm not on the fence anymore. Get rid of the guy. Yeah, so I look at it this way. He still had a pretty nice season, 70 catches. I think only 36 players in the NFL caught more passes than he did, which sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. When you think every team carries five to six wide receivers, most play three or four every week. Then you have tight ends. Adam Thielen's issue in this team is, to Thor's point, he's not the best option to throw the ball to anymore. You have Justin Jefferson, better option. TJ Hawkinson, who's going to be a member of this team going forward for a long time. They're going to figure that out. Also caught more passes than he did this year between his time with the Lions and the Vikings. If Adam Thielen's okay staying in his role, then he can stay with the Minnesota Vikings for a long time. But if he truly is not happy, then he won't be with the Minnesota Vikings for a very long time. And when you look at his cap hit, if they cut him before March 1st, I believe they can save six and a half million. If they wait till after March 1st, they can save $13.5 million, but then they've missed out on a lot of free agents. Or you can look to trade him and try and get some draft capital. I don't think at this age you're going to get a lot for him. Thor can maybe do the math better than I can. I would think a fourth rounder at absolute best is what you would get for Adam Thielen at this point in his career. But, I mean, I don't know. You just... He just came off of a 13-win season after having a couple downer seasons in a row. And right away after the season, we got to deal with a, a player, whether it was intended or not, complaining about his role on a team that did just win 13 games but disappointed in the playoffs. So I look at those comments. If Adam wants to be back and the Vikings can get him back, great. But if not, whatever. I, this is the NFL. I, I love that you're from Minnesota. I love that you've done here what you've done here. I don't have much loyalty to you. You know what my loyalty is? Winning a dang championship before we die. And if I don't think Adam Thielen can help us with that anymore, or he's not happy in his role, then move on. Have have fun being the number one receiver for the five and 12 Houston Texans next year. You know, have, have fun with that. Jeez. I can't wait to hear Adam Thielen's reaction to this episode. That's just wow. Guys went, went Super hard at it. Baby. <laughs> it is a business it's a business uh one other thing i wanted to dive into you guys kirk cousins is going to have the same offensive coordinator for the first time since 2016 when he was in washington uh with sean McVay. how much do you think that might actually help him next year it's it's a stat that i, I came across and i was like that's funny and i imagine there is an impact in that do you think this is going to see even even better kirk again we could argue that this is one of Kirk's most successful seasons in the past couple of seasons itself. But um, how excited are you for that potential, that relationship, or does it kind of meh on there? Cause Kirk cousins will still be Kirk cousins. However, that plays out. If it was like impact meter, I would put that at like incremental. I, I do mm -hmm. think it, it'll help a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. 
The the thing I think will help more is if you use the first round pick you got on an outside receiver for Justin Jefferson, a guy that I'm sorry to go back to it, but a guy that can beat single coverage. Because if, if you got a guy that can beat the single coverage on the other side that they're going to get the whole game, uh, now it makes it real hard for the defense to do the double coverage. Check. The reason that the, the Vikings offense could bog down is you could take Jefferson away with the double coverage and nobody outside of Hawkinson in the receiving, once they got Hawkinson, well, part of the reason why that trade became so important, but nobody else could beat you, could, could hurt the defense, right? But if you get the guy on the other side that can take the top off the defense at will, if he's single covered, now you got something cooking again. And then you incentive, you know, you disincentivize the defense also from, from thinning out the box as well with, you know, the run game and stuff like that. So that those are the big things, but yeah, I, I think a little bit as far as the offensive coordinator goes, I agree. I mean, I thought I read the best comparison article this week comparing Kirk Cousins to a Costco hot dog, which is just <laughs> amazing. Because, I mean, you keep talking about sometimes we in the media talk about Kirk Cousins as somebody that can improve. He's not a rookie. Like, there's no more. You get what you get with Kirk, I think. Well, what, and, and, did you want to talk about green tea? What was that? No, no, too. I'm just uh, showing off my love for Costco. Oh, the Kirkland. My, yeah, yes, uh, where's Kirkland. my camera? There we go. Yeah, to 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 that point, Kirk has always been a guy where his supporting cast it it brings him up or can bring him down. Like yeah. Kirk is is he just is what he is, and like he can be elevated or brought down. I think by his supporting cast, and and the better you get that supporting cast. What one of the things I was impressed with this year, there was parts of his play that I you know, left a little bit to be desired. But one of the things that was very impressive where I think he improved was his play under pressure uh, as the season went on, right? There was times this season where it wasn't as good uh, earlier on, but as the season went on and particularly uh, at the end there, and maybe he just learned to deal with the fire, particularly from the interior, because uh, Mr. Ed Ingram, our friend, and 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 then the, uh, you know, some of the, the move-in that they had to do with the injuries and stuff like that. In the playoff game, he was under duress the entire time. And until the very last play of the game, I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, you know, I think we could also help Kirk out by making a donation to his foundation. Another reminder that we do have our crazy Canadians, Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily, wanting to team up with us here on Before We Die and across all of our Purple Daily channels, encouraging you guys to make a donation on their behalf, on our behalf, to Kirk Cousins Foundation. Uh, donate whatever you can. Every little bit helps. Make yourself feel good about this. I almost cursed this crappy Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, just help yourselves out. Help Kirk Cousins Foundation out. It is doing fantastic work and obviously anything that we can do to help the world be a better place I think is always appreciated even when the NFL world comes crushing down on us every single season. I'm over it guys. I'm over it. It's fine. Uh, again, that's the Crazy Canadians Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. Be sure you make that mention when you make a donations at KirkCousins.org. Again, that's KirkCousins.org. Go make a donation today. Guys, let's talk about PFF grades and then let's get into some quick offensive defensive players of the year. If you don't mind uh, this year, the Vikings finished with the uh, offensive grade uh, or an overall grade, excuse me, of 92.5 ranking fourth in the NFL behind San Fran, Philly and Kansas City. The offense ranked fifth overall with a grade of 81.6. The passing offense sixth at 77.3 tied with the Miami Dolphins. Rushing offense, 79.4. Uh, receiving, again, top five with a fourth grade or 
coming in fourth, excuse me, with a grade of 82.0. Pass blocking, they finished 19th in the league at 66.6. Run blocking, 74.5. Overall defense, guys, what do you guys think? Is it, what do you guys think the overall defense got for PFF? If it's anything above 31, they, they rank the Vikings too high. Okay. It can't be higher. It, well, these can be a little deceiving. Uh, it's, I was going to say, consider yeah. the PFF model to be very deceiving. I think it'll <laughs> probably be somewhere in the mid-20s. The Vikings and, defense, overall defense, graded highly in PFF's model, ranking fourth in the NFL with a grade of 85.3. The rush defense, a grade of 85.4. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, ranked the, they, 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 ranked, they graded the defense fourth overall. I'm, re- I'm reading it right now. All right. We, we, we got to get PFF back to the drawing board. Uh, they got to get their grading pencils back out or we got to yeah. figure out who is great. You know what? For the off season, you know, the, our, our last episodes on Monday, how about we switch into an investigative pod about who is doing the grading on the Vikings defense <laughs> at PFF? The, the rush defense has a grade of 85.4, tackling 85.5, pass rush 75.2, Coverage, 71.8, and special teams, 76.0 for 21 in the league. Yeah, I thought you guys might like that. Well, the, the their offensive, the offensive ones, I, I agree. I more or less agree with, like, when you went through. I, you know, I, I don't have any – the defensive ones are – those are abominations of grace. Um, <laughs> who, whoever did that, they need to uh, they need to be graded. I give them an, I give them an F. On the defense in general, I don't want to hammer this point home because we'll spend more time on it coming up on Monday when we do basically our offseason. What is going to happen? What should happen? But, yes, Ed Donatel, going back to what we talked about it the, the in the open, Ed Donatel is more than likely going to be the fall guy here. But they were bad last year defensively. They're bad this year defensively. And as Chip talked about, they're old aging and not very fast. It's mm-hmm. remarkable to me that by any metric, they wouldn't be near the bottom, especially when you look at the eye test. But you know what? Maybe in this case, that's the only metric that matters. When you watch them, even average football fans could watch this defense pretty much every game aside from a few, maybe the Miami game, they were okay. That comes to mind, but then consider what they were playing against at the time. It's just not good. There's no other way to describe it. So, yes, Thor's use of abomination, a word I do understand, perfect in that context. (laughs) I did figure out who did the Vikings defensive grades this year. It was uh, Ed Donatel for PFF. He was the one that submitted the (laughs) Vikings defensive grades. So we got to the bottom of that. That makes much more sense. Uh, Guys, who's your offensive player of the year for the Minnesota Vikings? Let's go with Thor first. This is this is the easiest one on the board. Justin Jefferson, he's MVP. He's Offensive Player of the Year. He is the face of the franchise. He is the love of our hearts. Uh, lock that guy up. Get, get, keep him here as, as long as, as he wants to stay here. Justin Jefferson. Lock him up. Lock him. Oh, wait a second. No, let's let's not go down that road. Wants to be here. Whatever happens, happens. I don't yeah. know. It's I got nothing to add. It's JJ. Nothing it's to add. It's JJ. I agree. I don't think any. If you disagree with that, let me know why in the comments. But I expect to see none of it in the, in the comments. Uh, how about defensive player of the year? This one's a little bit closer. Or, I mean, I shouldn't say closer. This one you could at least have divergent uh, opinions on. 
the one I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Daniel Hunter here. Um, and, and this was a guy at the beginning of this, you guys remember back in September, he had a very slow start to the year, but there was reasons, contextual reasons, right? Like he switched from a four, three hand in the dirt defensive end to three, four outside linebacker edge rusher guy in, in the three, four. And he figured it out as the season went. And as he got into October and then especially November and December, all of a sudden the, the pressure started to pick up and he started to get there. Um, he ended up being, maybe I shouldn't even cite the PFF grades anymore, um, but he was he was the Vikings' highest graded PFF uh, uh, graded defender. But 13 sacks, uh, 12 quarterback hits, 51 hurries, uh, uh, 45 tackles, just a great season by him. The, the other guy I would I would toss out you have to you have to toss out his his running mate his Michi at the quarterback running mate Zadarius would be my runner up but those would be the two guys. I, I'm so disappointed here in Thor, Duke. Oh, uh, he's well, he, he's he's coming up for a different category for it, me. Look, at the beginning of the year, nobody knew who Duke Shelley was, and now he's a very highly rated cornerback by said Pro Football Focus. At least this year, he. Uh, well, much like everybody, he had his issues uh, last Sunday against the Giants. But, hey, it wasn't just him. Uh, Duke Shelley, Patrick Peterson, maybe the only other guys that you could give consideration to. But that's mainly just by sheer stats. If you actually watch the games, I don't really think you could give him any real awards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Pat Peterson just because of his personality as well and what he brought to that room. But I agree, I'm not head over heels like yes this would be it but i'll put a i'll put a uh bean in the bucket for double p how about offensive rookie player of the year uh not wait, slim pickens time out time out did the vikings have any rookies that played this year yeah i got one can i say it because i can't i don't know if this counts as this would be a special teams one ryan right well, oh well, wait, wait, we 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 we, 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 we got to get there. We got to get there. But uh, you, but he's far, kind of an offensive player. Yeah, with with the rookies. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll touch on this. But I mean, this this sort of gets to Quasi's first draft. Where again, jury's still out. We got to give that caveat, guys. He did shoot for this shoot the moon on some ceiling guys that were falling down the board. Um, where you knew they were going to be projects. They they had some, I guess you'd say, warts that were the reason that they were falling down. Like Andrew Booth. He had like several things. He w he was a riverboat gambler in coverage who had durability questions, but like looks like he was built in a lab and he has all like all the physical attributes you want. But like you needed time with him, stuff like that. Some of these guys, we'll we'll see down the line. Whatever, obviously Louis seen had, had had a tough season. Whatever, offensive rookie of the year though. You have to go with Ed Ingram because he was the only one that really played. Um, <laughs> run blocking was good. I I'll give you a, I'll give you a thumbs up on that. Ed, he showed like. Um, he can move people back. He can put people on skates. Everything like that was good. Pass pro was a week in, week out adventure. Uh, he stepped on Kirk Cousins' feet like 15 times, where then Kirk Cousins would fall over and, and stuff like that, like a beat after he got the ball or whatever. But Ed Ingram, by default, wins Vikings Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2022. Mm -hmm. No love for Jalen Naylor. Nine catches, 179 yards, and a touchdown. No love. They, they should have given him more. He only had 59 snaps this year, but he he flashed whenever he did. I mean, it was in garbage yeah. time, but they should have given him more snaps. I don't disagree with any of that. That's that's, that's what we got. Uh, I would also toss my like. Do you guys think Ty Chandler had he not gotten injured, do you think he would have played a role? I'm not saying he would be your rookie offense player of the year, but do you think he could have? made an impact with this team 
Ty Chandler is a keep an eye on in the offseason guy because, you know, especially depending on the decisions the Vikings make with a couple guys in front of him. We'll, we'll talk about this on Monday's uh, episode when we dive deep into the offseason. But Madison is a free agent and Cook, you got a decision there. Uh, are you bringing him back at the number he's at? You're going to try to restructure. Would they consider trying to move on to get some that like the Vikings are very cap crunch. So you got to make some some hard decisions. Chandler's a guy who could figure much, much bigger into, into next year's team, but he is a talented kid. Yeah. So um, next year is the year for him for sure. All right. We will dive more into some of those offseason moves, what the roster might look like in the coming months. Before we do that, more importantly, it's almost like a rookie player of the year, if you will, or like almost the MVP. Um, Thor's Hammers, I won, correct, guys? I'll let you. I don't want to like sit and talk about myself and how good I was, but could you guys please give me the crown, please? Thor's Hammers. <laughs> Look at that. You were so excited to get to the standings, you skipped over the other categories. No, I did no such thing. I did. I did. We're running short on time. We have a time crunch here, Thor. We're just going. Okay, well, notice, I'm, I'm, I'm going ru- to run through the others really quick. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, d- defensive Rookie of the Year, Asamoah. Uh, breakout player, Duke Shelley. Best acquisition was TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, Biggest disappointment, you got a laundry list. Dantzler, Bynum, Kendricks, uh, uh, Sullivan, you stunk all season. Yep. I, I hope, I hope so I'm with Jesse that. here. We we didn't do a special teams player of the year, so then you have to Please. decide. Yeah, is, the whisper is, is Ryan Wright an offensive player or a defensive player if we're not doing special no, no, teams? You no, know, who's your special teams player? The Ryan Wright, of course. Is is that who you're you're going? I'm going to go. Oh, with I think it's, yeah, it's it's got to be. I I think Ryan Wright. If we were going to do team MVP, should get team MVP award or get team <laughs> oh. MVP vote. So uh, yeah, the special teams player of the year is Ryan Wright. So says the special teams whisperer. I love it. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Metellus there, who is, he, he did really well on special teams in his work there. And also, situationally on, yeah, exactly. And situationally on defense, he opened my eyes a little bit. I, I, what's that quote from the NBA show where he's like, like, uh, I have to apologize. I didn't know your game, what Shaq says that or whatever. Um, like Metellus, when he came in, I, I, I was consistently sort of like, wow, Josh Metellus. So, uh, thumbs up to Josh Metellus. Okay. Thor's hammers. Uh, obviously, we don't have a Vikings game. Uh, shut another tier. We, we've had a lot of those. Um, so we're not going to have any player props or, or Vikings ones. We're just going to go through the four uh, playoff games and uh, the lines for this week. So we will begin with Duval. Um, this game not in Duval, unfortunately. This one in Kansas City. Chiefs are minus eight and a half in Vegas right now, hosting <laughs> Ross's Jaguars. Jesse, who do you got? Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like the Chiefs would cover that, but I gotta stick with Duval. I gotta ride with Duval too. It's it's all about the Duval train right now. No. Uh next one, we'll hop over to the NFC for this one. Um two, two nemesis, two ne- nemesis, ne- nemesis, 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 nemesis of the Vikings this year. Uh, the Eagles are minus seven and a half hosting the Giants. Uh, Jesse, who do you got? We don't know if Jalen Hurts is, is fine, good to go, do we? I think Jalen Hurts playing. Well, I think, yeah, he, I mean, he did play week 18. Oh, yeah, he, he did. Two weeks off, so. Uh, give me the Giants. Okay. I think the Giants will surprise and play better here than I think most people think they will, but I also don't want to overvalue the Giants 
based off of beating a biblically bad defense. So I'll take the Eagles here. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Eagles too. I feel like the Giants are just smoking mirrors. Like we were talking about in the last one and their college offense. I feel like the Eagles defensive coordinator who is not Ed Donatel. I feel like he is going to solve that one pretty easily, but we'll, we, we shall see. Um, next one going back to the AFC bills minus five and a half hosting the Bengals. This is a really good game. Jesse, who do you got? My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me Joe Burrow. (laughs) I want Joe Burrow. I want more Joe Burrow. Let's go Joe Burrow. Okay. Bengals, it is. Ross? I'll go with the Bills only because of the injury stacking up for the Bengals, but I will be, I believe I will be cheering for the Bengals in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'll go Bills. It's a tough one. Um, and, and you're gonna have the the Damar Hamlin emotion as well, right? Like the um all that stuff going on. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills in that one. That that's a that's a tough I, I can't wait to watch that game. That's gonna be a super good game. And then the last play you already know. You already know the answer to this. <laughs> I, I do, I haven't even gotten out on my mouth. I, I already I, I can already type in Jesse's answer, but just for the audience. 49ers minus three and a half hosting the Cowboys. Jesse, you want to just say it for the people? Brock Purdy. San Fran, <laughs> let's go. Again, I don't feel any shame or embarrassment now to be fully on the Brock Purdy in San Francisco 49ers train. Let's go, baby. Man, the, the nation is getting behind Purdy. It's become Purdy <laughs> Nation. It has. Ross? Hot take alert. Dallas not only covers, Dallas wins and heads oh. to the NFC Championship game. Okay. Nobody wants that. No, um, nobody does want that. <laughs> man, I I don't like either of these teams either. Um, oh, this is tough. I'm gonna uh, man. Uh, I'm just gonna fade Jesse. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. You can't. We have already crowned me as the sole winner. <laughs> I only have so many more. Opp- In fact, I think that was my last opportunity to fade you for, for the season. So I didn't mm-hmm. say that. I noticed how you just skipped right through the accolades, the congratulations, the champagne toast that was probably planned for me when I crowned myself the winner, but I won. Well, see, see, season not over. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait for congratulations till, till it's done. Mm-hmm. No. We'll officially maybe at some point give you another congratulations, but I think right now we need to do this for the, second to last time this season which also brings a tear to my eye time now for the before we die crew to give us their before we dies i'm gonna hop in and go first if you don't mind jesse and i'm gonna plug something you said earlier which is a great idea at some point down the road before we die we will all sell on purple daily and profit off of this thor dictionary of comparisons (laughs) and words that we know our words, but most of us aren't smart enough to use them in a sentence. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like it. I That's mine. It. Thor? It's good I know words because I can't do anything else. Um, uh, well, um, the, before I die, the, the Vikings will have a good offseason is, is the only thing I really care about right now. The I looked at a ranking. Uh, there's a guy out there that he, he adds the draft equity that every team has heading into the offseason, like by – the trade charts, you know, like with that. And then also their cap room and he adds them together. 
and I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but the Vikings rank 31st out of 32 franchises. There is a very high degree of, of difficulty for Kwesi heading into this offseason. He's going to have to thread the needle and make a couple hard decisions. Now, a bunch of cap room can be created by doing things like waving goodbye to Adam Thielen, everybody's favorite son, and so, some of these other different guys. But hard decisions will have to be made. Before we die, Kwesi has the best offseason of his lifetime. We, we need it. Yeah, that's correct. Sorry. Very important text, you guys. No, Jesse just tuned out because she does not believe in you, Thor, or no. even or even the offseason. No, Jesse but before worried about the Packers offseason. Exactly. Just yeah. I did like the Gronk's chirp back at Aaron Rodgers for saying that Aaron Rodgers thinks he could win the MVP. And they're like, man, worry about getting a Super Bowl more than an MVP. But that sums up Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell. Uh before we die. Ross and Thor will stop excluding me from all their cool score North and purple daily hangouts. And they'll finally invite me and maybe we'll share some beers. One time. Um, yeah. One time. People don't forget. People don't forget. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. You guys, as always, thanks for checking it, checking us out all season long. We've got one more up for you coming in hot next Monday, where we will look ahead to the off season, see what's happened with a Donatel, see if we've said farewell or not. Uh, but don't forget to check out all the other purple daily content. Uh, again, as we wrap this up, you'll be able to still see the three of us on various different channels on score North. So be sure to pay attention for that. And uh, until then go Viking go. No, go 49ers. Skull Vikings forever. Don't listen to what Jesse just said. <laughs> Let's go Duval. Get it done this weekend.